to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh hey, hey, if you are obedient you are calling the bible alaba shake bredo sokoro hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing Father, in the name of Jesus, we acknowledge your presence and your power and your glory. And we decree and declare that do something new with the knowledge that we are about to get into. In the mighty name of Jesus. You are the only one who died for me. Gave your life to set me free. So I lift my voice and adore it. You are the only one who died for me. Gave your life to set me free. So I lift my voice in adore You are the only one who died for me. You gave your life to set me free. So I lift my voice and adore it. And so I'll sing of your love. So I sing of your love So I'll sing of your love Father I love you So I'll sing of your love So I sing of your love So I'll sing of your love Father I love you. You know, salvation is like um Imagine I take you to Mars, the planet. You don't know how to survive there. It's an entire different atmosphere. But then when I drop you there I give you this machine which has everything you need to navigate on Mars to live on Mars to build on Mars to be successful on Mars like everything you ever need maybe it may depending on how much you commit to it 
That's the amount of time it's going to take you to be successful on Mars. So if let's say you want to learn where to find a place to buy a good meal on Mars, you still have to go to that machine which has all the information you need. But you also need to know which button to click, which tab to open. You know what I'm saying? So salvation is like that as well. That's what the Bible says. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You work it out. There are so many components in salvation. So many. Even Christianity itself is uh, in so many layers. There's so much that you can explore in salvation. Last year, one of my greatest lessons was to discover that God is inexhaustible. It sounds easy to say. There's only so much the Bible can give you. But there's so much you can discover in the Bible and you can't exhaust you can't exhaust the Bible. This is why I was telling the young preachers that if you are hoping for a day when you preach, forget. Because I discovered that there's always something new God will teach me. Ever since I came across a scripture which says, give us this day our daily bread, I knew I'll never run out of what to teach the church. Never. I can teach you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The, my, only, my only apprehension is you will get too used to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people, people, get, people got fed up of manna. God took it from the angels and they said, ah, we want meat. We want to use toothpicks. They've just been packing them. Our, our teeth want to. <laughs> so you just get tired. Not because I'm very gifted, but I discovered a source that cannot be exhausted. Now, have you discovered God, for example, as a God whose finances cannot be exhausted? What have you discovered about God? So you, you keep discovering and discovering. I was reading the Bible. And uh, Solomon was talking about how, after he had dedicated the temple, he had finished building it, he was saying, the heaven of heavens, even the highest of heavens cannot contain you. So let's imagine the heaven of heavens, the highest of heavens, is like the best heavens there is. That's the heaven to which Jesus Christ climbed. When the Bible says, when he ascended in Ephesians chapter number 4, the Bible says, he went to the heaven of heavens. Meaning even that heaven has got other dimensions. Paul said he went to paradise, to the third of heavens. He went to a certain dimension of heaven, which is not very accessible. And he said he heard things which are not permitted to be spoken about by human beings. So that means of the things that Paul wrote, there are some things he didn't write. And yet those things are within the knowledge of God. So Imagine a God who even heaven cannot contain. You, when you think about heaven, you're like, wow. I mean, I just want to go to heaven. And that's good. And you know, some of us have had the privilege of uh, maybe in a vision going there and seeing what the Lord allows us to see. And you get this feeling that it's so vast. But even that place does not con- cannot contain God. And then he goes on to say, Light dwells in him. What 
What John said about God was that he dwells in inapproachable light. Now, when you read Solomon, you discover that that inapproachable light is probably not light the way we think of it because it is light which dwells in God and not God in light. So the easiest way to describe the kind of place God dwells in is to describe it as inapproachable light because that's the closest his understanding could get to. Because light itself has its source in God. If God can dwell in light, then light can house God. I told you last time that when when it comes to picturing God, um, you need to know a number of things. For example, one of the best descriptions we can have of God about his life is that he is, I'm going somewhere with all this, I haven't lost my way is that he is ageless. Remember? Because if we say that God is immortal, Satan also is immortal. Spirits are immortal. But we can trace within the realm of agelessness when they were created. The Bible says of Satan, you were perfect from the day of your creation till iniquity was found in you. So there was a day in eternity, a moment in eternity when Satan was created. Although he's immortal, he was not there in the past of God. So we can trace his creation from somewhere. When a Michael, we can trace their creation. If we go into the archives of eternity, there are some books we should be able to read that are going to discuss the council meetings that God had with himself in his community of three to create different dimensions of angels and their capabilities. And there was that moment in eternity when that meeting was had and when those angels were formed. But you never find anywhere because even eternity is an enterprise in the creation of God. It's just a dimension of creation of God. There's eternity and then there is time. But imagine if there are 5,000 other forms of existence that you don't know about, that your mind cannot fathom. But God created all of them. So you come to a place where you realize... Okay, let me not take you there. God is inexhaustible. He doesn't get tired. It, it's God. Every person who's born is different from the one who was born yesterday. Even twins are different. Even every fingerprint is different. That's a dimension of God. And it's not even done. He keeps every human being has got a different barcode and the wisdom which creates them. That's why Isaiah says, Haven't you heard? That the everlasting God, he fainteth not. Even the youths and the young lions, he said, they faint. Then he says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall walk and not be weary. They shall run and they shall not faint. So he says, the everlasting God, he fainteth not. That means it is known in the realm of the spirit that the only spirit that cannot faint, that cannot be exhausted, is Yahweh. He he, he cannot, you cannot tap enough out of him. That's why if a person fails, if God, for example, gives a gift, let's say this, there's this little girl, her name is Beyonce, God puts a powerful gift of singing in her. If she starts singing in the club, God won't say, I'm getting the gift. He doesn't need it. For what? He will, he will, he will, let, he will leave her to continue doing all the wrong Sasha Fierce kind of stuff. She will just go to hell with her gift. If she doesn't repent, that is. Because God doesn't run out. (laughs) 
You, my Lord, you have won my heart and I am yours forever and ever. Even eternity is trying to figure out God. Eternity. My grandmother told me of a story of how when, he went, when she went to heaven, she found people who were dressed in white in her own language. She says, she says they were reading the Bible. I thought, I thought when we reach there, then we are done. We know everything. But if you reach there and you know everything, then you become God. So even there, your knowledge of God keeps increasing. And there are some creatures that God has created that they house the wisdom of God. The Bible talks about a certain dimension of creatures he has created called elders. The Bible doesn't say they are human beings. What the Bible tells us is they are elders. <laughs> I'm not saying go ahead and tell people, hey, they are not human. No. I'm just saying it leaves some room for thought. Eh? And the essence of their being is to worship God. Now, do you, can you imagine for how long they've been elders? The Bible doesn't tell us. But what they do is they surround let me tell you some inside information. I also believe what they do is they do some work on the earth and also in heaven. Because one time in 2015, I was praying just before New Year. And as I was praying, I was zapped up into heaven. And God wanted me to observe something. And I noticed that the, there was one elder who was there. And his face was on the ground. He was flat. And then there was bright light everywhere. And then I was trying to look. God was God was on the east side. Let me just call it the east side. I was trying to look to turn my head, but the glory that was coming from the throne of God was so strong that it couldn't allow my head. The glory. Not, it was not a wind. It was a glory. My head couldn't turn. And I was seeing him there. I'm like, I want to see God. I want to see God. And I was trying by all means. And then the Spirit of God took me out of that vision. And then the Holy Spirit asked me, what did you learn? I was like, I didn't see God. He was like, focus. I'm trying to show you something. There was something else he was trying to show me, but you know, I was just taken away. It's beautiful. The point I make is uh, God is inexhaustible. There's so much about God. This life that we have here is so short for us to begin getting into certain places of God. But at the same time, we are called to know so much about God because the kind of knowledge that we wield and possess of God will determine the quality of the life that we live on the earth. What we know about God will determine the kind of access we have to God and the quality of our lives because knowledge eventually inspires application. The wisdom for application is inspired by the knowledge that we have of something. When you know that that switch can bring light, then whether I'm going to live in darkness or in light in that particular environment will determine on my knowledge of the switch. Jesus, you see, it's sometimes we're not being braggadocious. If you say, I will never walk in darkness. I will never be lost in life. He said it in John chapter 8 verse 12. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will never walk in darkness. 
It's not your, it's not your kind of situation. It's him. He's the one who said, you can't walk in darkness because you're following God. Say, I'll never walk in darkness. Do you know the irony? The irony of knowledge. The irony of knowledge is sometimes the more it is made abundant, the less people leave it. One of my greatest challenges when I was in, high, in university was that uh, when there's too much data, I would not know where to get it so that I can do an assignment. Anyone ever experienced that? You've downloaded so many things that you don't know where to, where to look. You're like, you open one, burn, you open one, burn. That's one of the problems you can have in this church because there's so much you've learned. So your value goes less. What do you call that in economics where there's so much supply that the demand becomes little? <laughs> huh? No, it's got a name in economics. I know you are talking about uh, a lot of money, chasing few goods, but I'm talking about when there's so much supply. Huh? Okay, it is well. <laughs> I think we only have economists here. <laughs> <laughs> I said all this to tell you this that one of the greatest as she was preaching I was beginning to think one of our greatest weapons is our mouths but how many people actually there's power in life and death you know it, you've heard it you are so bored with it but how many of you make time in your room to begin talking the only time you talk is when you're having conversations. But how many of you say life and death is in the power of the tongue? I'm tired of being kept by people. Let me go to my room and begin talking. You don't do that. The only thing you do is go complain. Hey, Sometimes it's because you're not convinced that what you've been taught is correct. You're not convinced. So when you go home, the energy is only when you are around me, the energy for the word and practice is high. But when you go home, see your life now. (laughs) I will love you, Lord. You are the only one who died for me. Gave your life to set me free. So I lift my voice. <laughs> Come back. Come back. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Some of you, sometimes I feel like the way that God has been giving you so much knowledge. It's like you're behind. Have you ever been there where you need revision? You need like catch up. Like there's so much that has been dished out to you that you feel like ah, I need catch up. Boom. That's so why when I look at some of you, when I look at your life, I realize it needs catch up. <laughs> because what you have learned, sometimes some of you come to my office and I'm like, oh, but I taught this. Oh yeah, Benton. <laughs> Yesu, Yesu. Thank God the brother is back. 
Yesu ni moyo wanga Yesu 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 ni moyo wanga Sembe Yesu kunalibe Sembe nzelu kulibeine O Yesu Yesu ni moyo wanga Sing it out Yesu 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 ni moyo wanga Salvation is. You keep digging in. You keep digging in. You keep digging until you keep discovering new things. Discovering new things. You know. Let me tell you something. It's an error for a believer to be possessed or to be influenced by a demon spirit. It's wrong. What the Bible says is, they that believe, the following signs shall follow they that believe. Listen. It says, in my name, what shall they do? So what is the demon doing with them? Listen, I'm trying to teach you something. Now, this teaching is very important, especially for ladies. eh? And I'll tell you why. They are the ones who struggle in this area sometimes a lot. Mm -hmm. It says, in my name, what shall they do? And these signs will follow the men who believe? No, 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 tell me. And these signs will follow the men who believe. Okay, I'm talking to myself. And these signs will follow the men who believe. What does it say? What will they do? And these signs shall follow? The word those, tell me something. The word those, is it sex sensitive? Does those sound like men? No, talk to me. Says, and these signs will follow those who believe. 
in my name number one they would drive out demons if you believe in jesus he says you will cast out demons you will speak in tongues you speak in tongues many of you do let's go so and all those things that the bible says we should be able to do so if if you if you close your eyes like this and you feel like there's a demon sometimes we pray for you and then afterwards the same thing again but the bible says they that believe what will happen to them in my name listen this is so important are you convinced that it's you that scripture i was talking about or maybe somewhere in one of your brain boxes it's the prophets you're not the one who wrote that don't put the other words in jesus's mouth those other ones it says in my name they will cast out demons so if there's a spirit you feel has been around for some time let me tell you something there are people who become because maybe they've been dealing with a demonic situation for some time it becomes their normal it becomes their normal have you ever, have you ever met people who become used to pain they become used to a condition because they've been with it for a long time so sometimes they are even surprised that they feel okay at this moment because they become so oppressed by a situation that they've become comfortable in it so you are having these dreams consistently persistently and they behave like this they start they stop they start they stop they even know how to give you a break because you're on too much fire eh will come back then they come back again salvation is a journey you can't stop at one point your life just can't be about spiritual warfare even as a ministry i taught i taught on the mastery of warfare for months at some point i have to stop because you are expected to graduate from there not so you have to start looking at other things now right there are other things god wants you to grow into other things that god wants you to look at listen my sisters there was a point when i was i was tormented by evil spirits it was bad for me that sometimes i would know i'm having a bad dream i remember there was one sister where i dreamt that i was killing a goat cutting its head then i began to see in a picture that it was my sister's head i was cutting then i woke up you see that kind of witchcraft so i'm not being cute when i tell, tell you i was tormented i had to call my sister are you okay ah, you what's your problem i'm fine i'm sure the demons laughed <laughs> ah there is power 
in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, 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 break every chain. Say there is power. So, you know, and this went on and on and on. And my father was just not going to listen. My father is a pastor, he's into deliverance. He just said, no, I've taught you enough. That's what he told me. He said, now what? In this house? I've taught you enough. <laughs> Even for you, you've grown up with fathers who are pampering you. He says, what? There was a demon. I've taught you enough. I think I understand where my father reached. He was just like, no, <laughs> I taught you enough. Sit down, sit down. I have a few minutes. Are you following me? It was so bad. One time I dreamed I'm playing soccer, soccer, soccer. Then when I was about to score, skeletons got up in the whole pitch. Done. Dumb. I was like, what? There are some things I wouldn't even want to share with you. They were that bad. All sorts of dreams. I had them. In the grave. Everything. When the Bible says Jesus was tempted in all ways yet without sin. You are free to think about all the ways. <laughs> but there are to come a time when I came out of that place. I can't be dealing with deliverance all my life. You, you get my point? There has to be more. There has to be. At some point, it has to stop. Something has to stop. And I go to my pastor and my pastor just said, ah, I've taught you enough. He was done with me. <laughs> my pastor was done with me. Has your pastor ever been done with you? <laughs> When you come, daddy is just like, you know, God bless you, God bless you. More grace, more grace. My pastor, you, you, maybe you would. Me, Wes, we slept in the same house with my pastor. He would just be there. And my father, once he sleeps, he's gone. He has no worries. I don't know what happens to him. Do you have a friend like that? There are those who say, oh, I'm a light sleeper. Oh, good for you. I am not a light sleeper. <laughs> Once I sleep, and, and you know, let me tell you something. I decide when I sleep. 
if I, let me tell you something. Me, I have power over my sleep. If I lay down there and say, let me sleep, I will sleep. <laughs> the point I make is you can reach a point where you are like, wow, how do these guys manage? You're always having a bad dream. <laughs> this time it was a big cockroach. The next time it was a naked man. This, that boat. <laughs> In some what? No, not here. Someone said, I'm struggling to sleep. I don't understand that kind of arrangement. How did you reach that dimension? Wow. Me, I'll sit in a chair like this. Sometimes my wife just has to come get me. <laughs> Wake up, let's go to sleep. I'm gone. And she told her, I want to pray. <laughs> Zero one, she's not hearing prayers. <laughs> hey, sir. Uh, why are you waking up? What if, what if I was in the belly of the glory? <laughs> but you know, she's caught me already, so I wake up and I try to pray or I go sleep. I don't. I don't. I'm not saying this because I'm this deep man of God. I'm, I've already told you, I had my moments. Huh? I had my moments. Let me show you a scripture. Judges chapter 5. Oh, sufficient. So freely given. I want us to begin from maybe chapter 1. Broadly. Redemption, heaven's gate, swing wide. So Israel had this situation going on where some things would begin happening and things of that nature. They would sin, then God would abandon them. Look at this. The Bible says, no, 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 not here. Mm-hmm. Chapter 4, actually. When Ehud died, the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord sowed them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who dwelt in Harosheth, Hagoyim. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, for Jabin had 900 chariots of iron. For 20 years, he harshly oppressed them. For 20 years, they sinned. So God said, oh, so now that uh, you can worship your own God, go where you want. So he, he sought them. And then the Bible says, now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of that guy, was judging Israel at that time. And she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah, between Ramah and Bethel in the mountains of Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. Now, at this point, it was very unusual for a woman to lead because judges were men of strength. 
Judges were men of wisdom. So God began to raise, and there's an, an, an amazing story I'm writing about Deborah. God began to, to, to raise this woman called Deborah. So she would sit in some isolated place and she would give wisdom. I can imagine men, someone would tell, oh, that woman would tell you the right thing to do when she prays for you. Then everybody would be like, ah, no, a woman, no. Then they would go there in the night, a Nicodemus, a woman of God, <laughs> have a situation, so she isolated herself. So these details are for us to see that it was not easy, but God was done with men at this point. He raised a woman. But then this woman had some kind of fear at first. God had already raised her. When you read, you discover God had already raised her, but she was hesitating. And what happened, as long as she was hesitating, what was happening now was that Israel kept being tormented. As long as she hesitated, Israel was being tormented. So it's not that God has not said, here's the answer. It's that you are hesitating. Sometimes you are waiting for God to do something. God is also waiting for you to do something. You are waiting for each other. You've seen those people who are like they're about to fight, then they are like, someone else should strike the first blow. Bad example. So you're all waiting. <laughs> That's what happened to Deborah. She was just waiting. And I can imagine she tried to raise other men. They were all just not interested because they are are not the ones who were given the instructions. Some of you are waiting for a great man of God to rise in your family, but you are the great woman of God that God has raised to deal with issues in your family. There are issues I personally had to deal with in my family. My father is a pastor, but there are some things I, I realized I need to deal with this. I need to handle this. Because clearly, they should have dealt with it probably, but I found the situation. That means I needed to deal with it. Hmm. You know, good men go through a lot of things that they've not dealt with. eh? Good men. Good people. It's not enough to be cute and calm and sweet. Life is not about marshmallows and, 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 and muffins and cupcakes. No. I want you to read chapter 5. There's something interesting there. This is after they had won the, the battle that they fought against Sisera. Then Deborah and, and Barak, the son of Abinoam, sang on that day saying, when, when leaders lead in Israel, when people willingly offer themselves, bless the Lord. Hear, O kings, give ear, O princes. I, even I, will sing to the Lord. I will sing praise to the Lord God of Israel. Lord, when you went out from Seir, when you marched from the field of Edom, the earth trembled and the heavens poured. The clouds also poured water. The mountains gushed before the Lord. This Sinai before the Lord God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, son of Enath, in the days of Jael, the highways were deserted and the travelers walked along the byways. Village life ceased. In, in other words, it was bad. That's what she's trying to say in English. 
Look at this. It says, until I, Deborah, arose, a mother in Israel. She said, there was a lot of chaos until I arose. You need to reach a point where you are tired. There are some dreams you need to be tired. We need to look for that spirit which is visiting you. Come at 03 tonight. <laughs> Come. I should find you at 03 tonight. It's already been coming, so it better just come officially now. <laughs> Come. Let's meet at 03. Maybe 2.30 so that it's really dark. <laughs> I reached that point where I was done. How can you be pursued like that for two months? Three months? On end, every night there's like a new dream. They're even designing. We're going to add smoke. I don't know, maybe they are the demons that design dreams. No, but mm, no, if we add a danger sound, it will sound fake. So let's, <laughs> let's leave it. Let's just had an ugly frog. Okay, now this time a snake with one eye. Um, yeah. Let's make it slippery. I know this. Until it says village life ceased. In other words, <clears throat> the city, your life, the flow of your life stopped being normal. You can't be the one always being prayed for. I told you that it's wrong for a believer. It's wrong. You know why I don't teach this thing often? I'll tell you why. Because some people begin feeling bad when they are prayed for again. But I need to teach you the truth. This is the truth. There's a difference between deliverance and casting out of demons. Casting out of demons is just a small component of deliverance. What I'm teaching you, I'm delivering you. This is a full package. You need to be taught. If you have a patient who is asthmatic or, I don't know, then you are telling them or they, they, they have an allergy. Sometimes you need to tell them that when you go back home, stay away from eating that and eating that. But if they just come, boom, you give them a jab or whatever you give them, they are decongested or they are okay. They go back again, you are in business. You want them to be coming, you are a private clinic. I, I'm not saying this is what they do. You want them to be coming every time so that. But Mzapayamund. So you now need to tell the person, oh, how are your eating habits? What kind of soaps do you use? Say, oh no, avoid that. You use life boy. This is what I'm telling you. At some point you have to tell it, come. Come at 0330. <laughs> It doesn't matter whom it killed. It doesn't matter. You have to face it. Because if you don't, it will face you again. Mm -hmm. You need to stop this girl, girl, being afraid kind of thing. It says, they that believe in me, the following signs shall follow. It says, those. It didn't say men. Those. You got a shansh. He says, until. He says, village life. You can't even sleep nicely. Thing is blocking every angelic dream. Mm -mm. You can't even see in the realms. 
You can't even just enjoy a simple happy relationship. Eh, we are here <laughs> to just ensure you are married to us. Rubbish. Village life ceased. There are people they can't even just make a kalitu man in That's when you hear, no, we need a tire for the car. No, cool. So they want money. So there's always something going on. Everything is okay till you make money. Your tired must be tired. Now don't get comfortable. You need to there are some messages you need to pick. And say so for the next three months, come. Let's settle this thing once and for all. Between you and me, eh? let's uh, handle this thing. Then you declare a fast, not the one for being forced. That one, you, you, that one, that's why I say sometimes, when I look at people and how they don't fast, I know you don't have, when you have sufficient trouble. But then I discover there are some people who even in the presence of sufficient trouble, they will rather be troubled than fast. It's like saying, eh, it's not like you're even prayerful. You, are just, you just have this empty hope. Can you drink the panado? So the thing won't just end. Otherwise, you'll be comfortable in pain. There are some things I know how God created us. There are some things, the moment I feel like I'm beginning to feel a certain way, I'll fight it before it goes any further. The moment I notice signs, signs, you're waiting for symptoms, you. My sign, my sign. Even when it is your, if it's your health, that's how it should be. You just say, ah. the moment you feel like your throat is itching, you say, You command, command, command. And you drink good morning. Whatever you do. L- don't let the thing go further. Don't let it progress. The moment you feel like, huh, my stomach is doing a queen, queen. It's never done like this before. You go and say, in the mighty name of Jesus. Don't let, don't say, it will stop. No, I will not let it. Until village life ceased. No more course of business ceased because there was an enemy. There was a wind, she was saying. There was a wind that needed to be rebuked. I remember I took videos of Pastor Chris. Books of Kenneth Hagin. And I locked myself in the room. And I began to meditate on those things. I began to pray, pray. I would look at them and say, no. <laughs> Not after all these testimonies. I got two books. I've shared some of you. Some of you. With, I've shared those books with some of you. There's a book by Bishop David Oedipo. It's called Satan Get Lost. I drank that book the way you drink your medication with all your faith. That's how I drank, drank that book. Imagine... Imagine finding a book titled Satan Get Lost. 
I drank that book. The whole jerrican of it. Just <laughs> I found a book called The Believer's Authority by Kenneth Hagin. Drank that book. And let me tell you sometimes what I used to do. I would, I would wake up at 0 to 30 and say, come. It never came. <laughs> Look, even if you don't offer a even if you don't for offer a content, it's already been coming. So you better just offer now an invitation. <laughs> if you are demon enough, come. Hallelujah. You need to. You need to. Otherwise, that thing, if you don't take care of it, it will take care of you. Nobody ever did the spiritual warfare by begging Satan, get out from here. No. You have to force him. Itself. The Bible does not say we don't negotiate against flesh and blood. Huh? What does the Bible say? The Bible doesn't say for we do not have conversations with flesh and blood. No. The Bible says we do not wrestle. It says, it says we wrestle. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It says, let me show you. Give me Ephesians chapter number 6. You gentlemen, are you listening? Uh-huh. It's not just for ladies. You are all in a wrestling match. <laughs> and I describe what that kind of wrestling match is. Eh? It's a dimension of wrestling which they used to do back in the medieval days where use anything to take away the life of a person. If it means pulling out the tooth, pull it out. If it means throwing the entire house on a person, throw. Whatever you can find to win, find It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. That's your disadvantage. If you found a guy that you're wrestling against, at least you would punch him. If you can't beat them, arrange for them to be beaten. There's always a way. But now you're not dealing with flesh and blood. Meaning, number one, you need to have knowledge. That's one of your greatest weapons. Are you seeing that? But against powers. <laughs> so, it's called the What? You are wrestling. You are not talking. Take me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not a wrestling war. Jesus didn't say, in my name, they shall talk to demons. What did he say? That word cast means to drive, to drive out with force. So the kind of mentality I'm giving you is to be able to be crazy enough. Sometimes, sometimes the evil spirit just needs to say, mm, just, just your face. <laughs> just your face. But if you, every time you are just, Yes, then it goes to your favorite part. When the spirit even feels sorry for you, reminds me of that. 
I've never told you this. I've never said this. Where they go to steal, then when they break into the house, the guy doesn't have anything. So the thieves are asking, where are your things? What things? We want to steal. Then he says, hey, show me I also steal. (laughs) So the thieves feel sorry for him and they give him some seed so that he can plant. So when they come back, at least he will have have something they can steal. (laughs) One time Kenneth Hagin was praying and an evil spirit appeared between him and Jesus. Jesus was talking to him. And Jesus was just standing there. Then he was getting offended at Jesus. Why isn't he casting out this evil spirit? Then out of Chifukush, now he said, I command you to get out of here. Then the evil spirit was lifted up by force and slammed on the floor and disappeared. Then he asked, so, (laughs) Jesus, why didn't you do that? Then Jesus was like, oh, I gave you all the power. So you're waiting for God to do something. God is waiting for you to be angry. That statement, until I, Deborah, arose, is not a statement of, she's saying, I got angry at some point. There has to be a place called enough. Every time someone is sleeping with you, why? Every time you you, you dream, you are walking backwards. (laughs) I don't know what people dream. And I'm not just talking about dreams. There are different things. There are some people who are always angry. When you, you wonder, why am I always feeling like this? Then there are some people, every time, every calitary thing they do, someone will not like them. <laughs> they just have this thing about them where they just look slappable. If you're not discerning, <laughs> you end up hating them. There's something working against them. Until Kenneth Hagin had to get upset. Say, what? I'm trying to talk to Jesus. You're also trying to talk your own talk. Slam the evil spirit on the floor. You have to get upset. Somebody say, until Deborah arose. That's your scripture for today. Let me show you something. Go to the book of Acts chapter 16. I'll be closing. I'm not going to pray for anyone. This thing I've given you is enough. Give me verse 16. <clears throat> As the deep paneth for the water brooks my soul, long as I thee, you alone are my heart. Desire and I long to work. 
Give me NLT. You're my friend, and you are my brother, even though you are my king. Oh, I want you more than name. Ne- there's so much more than anything. Let's go. You alone, you alone, my shield to you. So look at that. One day as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a demon-possessed slave girl. Demons don't care you're a slave. All they want is a person to live in. She was a fortune teller who earned a lot of money. So what made her a fortune teller was the kind of demon that was in her. It's a demon anyways. Huh? Doesn't matter it's bringing you money, it's a demon. She was a fortune teller who earned a lot of money for her masters. She followed along behind us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God and they have come to tell you how to be saved. Imagine a demon. The the plan here, you can't listen to a sermon from a demon. The idea here is for, for, for people to also see her as true because if she can say something true, then she's also true. So people will now move from... From poor to the demon. Because the demon is the one who led you to poor. So now after poor has gone into another expedition, the demon will rule you. So there was a bigger picture here. Invest now. Have the profits in the future. This is why sometimes we do not, we do not, we do not encourage people to collaborate a lot with secular artists. Because there are some people, if they see you ministering with secular artists... They will say, ah, if pastor can sing with, I don't know, then, <laughs> then we can listen to the rest of her songs. So the idea is highly demonic. Oh, tell me why the demon was telling them, the people. Let's go. Listen to this. Mm. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated. It means at first he ignored it, but the torment never stopped. Maybe the word exasperated there is... uh, Give me the Passion Translation. (laughs) But you've learned a new word. So when you go back home, tell your boyfriend, do not exasperate me, okay? Day after day, she continued to do this 
until Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit indwelling her, I command you in the name of Jesus, the anointed one, to come out of her now. That's a demand. Not even Paul ever, ever escaped demonic oppression without forcing it. I, I've always told you, if you, if you are not annoyed, if you are not upset, if you are not mad about it, if you don't say no, this can't continue, and you contend with the thing, you contend with it. Don't always just want to be prayed for. That's beautiful. But you, there's a certain place you will stick up. Because sometimes if we pray for you, we are the ones who have exercised dominion over that spirit, not necessarily you. But what God wants is for you to, to rule over it. The Bible says he created two great lights. One, was, one light was to rule the day. The other one was to rule the night. It's the truth even in the spirit. The great light, we, you are supposed to graduate in your salvation from being this lesser light to the greater light. The moon. Have you ever seen where you switch on a torch at night? It's a lesser light. Eh? Power has gone, you switch on your phone torch. Cockroaches will come there. Have you ever seen flies? You see cockroaches, which flies? Green flies, everything will be jumping on you. Because they all want light. You are a lesser light. But if, have you ever seen things flying towards the sun? So, being a lesser light is great. It's good. But it still doesn't shield you from attacks. Because the light, there's a light which just gives light. They call it energy saving. No, you are not an energy saving light. You dissipate energy so that with the brightness comes the heat. The fly will go tell other flies, don't go to that one. There are some lights you find, the light has gone on. There are flies there, this is going on. But there are some lights because of the brilliance and the energy being dissipated, the heat. Which cockroach will try to go there? You were designed to be an energy dissipating light. You were designed to be a greater light. The moon rules during the, the night and bad things still happen. But people, you know, theoretically, people are afraid to do things in broad daylight. They are afraid. So even in your salvation, there has to be a graduation. Because now you have to move to visions, to angels. Some of you, the reason why you are so oppressed is because there's a dimension of angelic activity that Satan does not want you to press into. That's why you always have attitude. There's always like a sickness. Just to keep you in a place where you're complaining. Because there are some angels that cannot be around you if you complain a lot. Yes. There's some angels. Okay, let me not get there. I love such topics. So, at some point, they want to keep on doing things that make you feel a certain way. So that you talk a certain way. You talk, you talk, you talk. So that you are in a certain zone. Until Paul got annoyed. Some of you who have to be annoyed, one month you're annoyed. In the spirit, I'm not talking about the spirit of anger. I'm talking about <laughs> save your annoyance for the devil. He deserves it. You know, there are some people because getting annoyed dissipates energy. Umuntu, conductor, No, follow the whole day. Why are you wasting all that energy? 
Nishia, can you imagine what that conductor did? You are upset the whole day. All that energy you are wasting, anger can waste you. Spend it on the right enemy. It says day after day, she continued to do this until Paul, greatly annoyed, he couldn't take it anymore. He turned to the demon and said, get out. I was tormented and tormented until I took all the tips. I remember at first, you know, there are preachers I love, those who just talk about, you know, you need to believe that everything will be just fine. And, uh, you know, they preach doctrine. You know, how to make sure that you're smiling the whole day, how to make sure that you are winning. And I'm not talking about anyone in particular. But I, I was into calm. I'm not talking about anyone. Please, if you mention any name, I didn't. So that's on your head. Because also preachers have got different assignments. You know what I'm saying. So you find the reason why that guy talks like that is the message the Holy Spirit is giving him. What do you want him to do? You want him to get the one from your spiritual father in Africa. The reason that one of the churches was taught, I know where you are. That's where the city of Satan is. Where their church was built, that's where Satan's seat was. You expect them to just be saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, Lord. I love you, I love you, I love you. Oh my God, I love you, love, hallelujah. You know, sometimes, sometimes people in, in the West don't understand because they're just having soaking sessions. You know, and they're just enjoying the presence of God. And that's beautiful. But we have things to deal with here. <laughs> well, I was talking to a friend of mine who was saying, ah, let people be given gay rights to do what they want. I said, we already have enough demons. You want to? <laughs> you want to import another one? <laughs> Let's first handle these, the ones we are dealing with. Please, give us a break. They can't see these. They just don't get it. So anyways, the point I make is, those are the kind of preachers I love, and they were just on the assignment, doing what... Until I was attacked. I started looking for preachers who preach fire and brimstone. <laughs> I remember looking for Apostle Johnson Suleiman. <laughs> you touch me by mistake, you die by correction. <laughs> uh, at what? I am the Holy Ghost, naked wire. Uh, the- You've ever heard those preachers who sing those songs? I am the Holy Ghost, naked wire. If you touch me, I will shock you. I am the Holy Ghost, naked wire. Hey, I am the Holy Ghost, naked wire. You, can you play? I am the Holy Ghost, naked wire. Let's go. I am. 
Holy Ghost, naked you are. I am the Holy Ghost, naked you are. If you touch me, I will shock you. I am the Holy Ghost, naked you are. I am the Holy Ghost, naked you are. I am the Holy Ghost, naked you are. If you touch me, I will shock you. I am the Holy Ghost, naked. Sing it out! I am the Holy Ghost, naked you are. I am the Holy Ghost, naked you are. If you touch me, I will shock you. I am the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout! Sometimes the enemy needs to know that you are the Holy Ghost. Have you ever seen a naked wire? You, the one that's even you can even see the electricity. Bzz, bzz. It's in. Have you seen sometimes? Sometimes you connect, and then maybe it's not properly. You even know it. You are the one for spamasovela. So sometimes you need to just bring yourself to a place where you know who you are. Mm. Mm. He needed to know. There was a point I needed those messages. And I listened to them. I was like, wow. You people, you are, you are lucky. I teach you everything here. listened to it. I listened to it. I said, yes. Come at 0 to 30. <laughs> Buela. A point, a point came where I lost my fear. I lost it. Oh, what's the time? Is the worship team here? Okay, are you ready for rehearsal? Oh my goodness, we have to end the meeting. Okay. Alright. A point came where you see, when I tell you I lost my fear, I'm not trying to tell you stories because I've already told you the horror story of my life. So I hope it doesn't sound like braggadocious if I tell you I lost my fear. Some point I had this dream where a witch was chasing me in, in, her, in all her glory of witchcraft. She was coming at me and I was just like, wow, a witch. And I was in a blue suit. I remember I was walking. I was just walking. I had no sense of fear. It was not there. I lost it. I looked for it. I couldn't see it. I was like, wow. Now this witch was chasing me with everything in it. I said, wow. I was amazed. Can't you be amazed if you saw a witch flying? I mean, that would be amazing. Not in a good way, but you know what I mean? Like, wow. Hey. Oh, my dead body. Oh, I don't know what people say. Hey, you are surprised. You are seeing. Who? I mean, who wouldn't be surprised? You'd be like, oh, it's not eating. It's not apple. Till I saw now six angels come to deal with her. And I saw an angel who was so tall. Maybe up to where that black thing is. That's when I knew I'm not alone. <laughs> ah, the way the shoulders went up. Yeah, so which witches? This is now when you know, when you know. You know, there was another time, because me, I used to have attacks. Eh? <laughs> but there's a phase for that. There was a time again, 
where I'm sleeping, I was just from preaching to a friend of mine, Michael. We used to share the same bed at Unza. I preached to him. Jesus is the best deal ever. I preached. Told him about the Holy Ghost. Told him. Advertised Jesus. Did marketing for heaven right there. You need to receive Jesus. What? What? There's authority. Then when I slept, (laughs) I saw a witch with a wand. I don't know that witch was sent to the Unza to do some things. And I remember exactly she wore this blue dress and she was just looking creepy and she stood by the locker. And whatever she did, but it paralyzed me. I was like, should I scream? I was thinking, but I was just from telling Michael that Jesus is the best deal. We have authority in the Lord. Before I knew it, I found myself chained. And then I remembered who I was. I remembered. I was tormented the whole time till I remembered who I was. It dawned on me. I said, wait. <laughs> wait. Now, when I remembered in that moment where I was conscious of who I was, all the power that is available in Christ was made available. And I don't know how it happened, but I found myself and the guy. I need to demonstrate this. You, come. This is a witch, eh? <laughs> For liking to attend <laughs> female meetings. <laughs> this is a witch. She's behind me like this. I can see her, but she's bound me like this. Then I remembered who I am. You know the Bible says of Samson? Uh, they tied new ropes on his hands. And then the Bible says, then suddenly the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he snapped them like bent ropes. Have you ever seen a bent rope, you? Can you even, like, struggle with it? You can't. Now, imagine that's what happened. So even me, when I remembered who I was, I don't know what happened, but I disappeared. You think only witches can disappear. They copied they copied. How was Jesus able to enter the wall and come out if he didn't disappear? Or how was uh, Philip able to move from one place to the other? I disappeared. And then the witch just remained here looking for me. Pungwana, the witch. Where did he go? <laughs> then, you know, in a very calm note, because suddenly I knew that this is a woman with children. I appeared behind her. This true story. I'm not making anything up. And I said, um, you know what I would advise? For the sake of your children, just go. <laughs> That's how I did it. That's how I did it. Calm, relaxed. I was like, uh, you know, what I would advise? Uh-huh. I was even advising her. You know, I wouldn't advise that you are here. The Bible says Daniel was the top prefect of the witches and the astrologers. What kind of a man was he? Hi! They have to start dreaming you are chasing them with a Bible and a big sword. (laughs) Die by fire. Die by fire. (laughs) Not you. It has to be the other way. No, you are not annoyed. 
You are too sorry every time is Lord what I'm going through. Oh Lord these things. You are not upset. Oh, had to get annoyed. Get upset. Otherwise wasak delela. This time they kill this one. This time they kill this one. This time they jump on this one and the oxygen. This time this time this one divorces. This time this one is not getting married. This time this one they broke up with their crush. This time <laughs> Paul was greatly annoyed. I was upset. Told me no there's a witch in the family I told them sleep. He says, little children, let's stand. He says, do not be afraid. For you have overcome them. He says, because greater is he that is in you than the one that's in the world. No, you are not upset. You see, I'm going to, we are going to pray a short prayer. You are going to be baptized in a holy anger. Something is going to come inside you. It's going to get you tired and then they will smell it in hell. They will know. What's to be angry in Yanja? That's not like uh, it's paining kokalipa. Fire kalipa. whatever. But there's going to be a holy anger that's going to come in you. When you go back, you ask him, "Come." Macho, you know, there are times some of you have always been attacked. This time they'll be preparing the attack, they, they will see you coming. The Bible says our weapons, one of our weapons is the sword of the spirit. Our weapons are not just defensive. Meanwhile, meaning you can stand up and say, today I'm looking for satanists. Hey, you're looking for them. Come here. If you ever touched me, come here. Swan, swan, sing. I want you to begin praying violently in the spirit. Let that anger begin to come out. Whatever has not been done correctly is turning. Hey! This time you are appearing in their camp. This time you are appearing in their camp. This time you are appearing in their camp. This time you are showing up. This time you are showing up. This time you are showing up. They are beginning to see you. You are appearing. This time you are looking for them. You will find them. You will pursue. You will overtake. You will cut their head. You will break their throne. You will crush them. Hey. Ontolo Boria Bababasa, Emperekunda La Paracanda, 
rigusundili brikisi alakataya he ibarasando oh shabada badaba shabada badaba e parakadosha e rekondele pariakasonde rabababababas e rekodododosh hey inasio inasio sanana inasio sanana snayolole snanio let the fire arise brokotokotokotokotosh 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 brokotok let there be a holy anger 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 let there be a manifestation of power let the angels begin to fight let the fire begin to arise let oh bada bada bade Tabaradedi jeperekedeli robobobobobosia rabababababasia yelelele ololololo yelelele hey shatakatakate ropopoposondele pregetesha rabababababasa eparakadoskalaralide robobobobobskalabaratondo repepepeskotokorororo Reketes kele pregedesha Ropopopoposha Rebebebebebesh Let there be irrecoverable vandalism in the kingdom of darkness irrecoverable 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 Parakode berekede Reberonda la barida darasha Ribababababasha Zatatatata darasha Orakatakatakata Listen One time I used to have this problem Where my feet Where my feet would get so cold I know people experience this but my feet would get so cold that it would be hard to sleep has anyone ever experienced that even once so I got upset one time I realized I realized no some of the situations are physical your cough may be physical Sometimes we over spiritualize things that they lose their meaning sometimes that peace which Jesus had was physical peace because the storm that was happening was not the storm of his career was not the storm of his life it was a literal storm so when he said peace be still he was rebuking an actual storm i want us to come back he was <laughs> he was rebuking an actual storm The point I make is some things you've seen them they are very physical. You need to deal with them. Some of them are very physical. Not every sickness is necessarily demonic, but all of them are not of God. 
But all of them have to disappear by the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you listening to me? I want you to get on your knees. I've told you I'm not praying for anyone today. Because what I've told you is what the Spirit of God put in my heart. So you go back and you handle your issues, eh? Because I've told you until you get upset. Satan has got this delela system. What? Do you know who I am? Does he know who you are? But it has to stop. And until you get angry, do not stop. You know the reason why Satan loves ladies a lot sometimes? They give up easily. Because they don't like putting up a fight. Sometimes you find when the demon is working in a man, the demon is saying left, they are strong willed the men sometimes. But ladies are like, okay. But you you are not just a lady. You you are a son of God. Uh, The Bible didn't say he made them queens and priests. Everyone he put the heart of a king. And the Bible says where where the word of the king is there's power. So it doesn't matter you are a lady, you are a king. You, you carry this, the kingly scepter. Exercise it. And kings are strong-willed. And you must be strong-willed about your destiny in God. About who you are in God. That one you should not say, okay, maybe, maybe me I was meant to be tormented like this. No! If you are not upset, it will take you long. Put your hand on your head. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, let there be a holy anger baptism. To rise against forces that may have put them down. (sighs) Take it. I decree and declare. I release fire in your hands. I release fire in your heart. I release fire. When you go back home and kneel. There will be an earthquake in the kingdom of darkness. There will be an earthquake in the kingdom of darkness. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Take it, take it, take it, take it. Let there be a baptism. A baptism into the anger of God. That anger which rises against powers. Let there be a baptism in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. The grace of the Lord Jesus. The love of the Father. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. You can't be Delela Deva again. After today, I give you exactly one month. You will come back with a testimony. Now, I'm not saying all of you will take one month. Some of you to be a day. Some of you to be a week. But I want you to go back 
until I, Deborah, arose. Your time to arise and shine has come. Beginning today in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Nayamona Amakayenu Nayamona Amakayenu Nayamona Amakayenu Oh Yahweh Sing it out Nayamona Come on. 